Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Reed Foley. And I'm Lance Chalet. And this is The Proper Exit. This show is an exploration into the minds of entrepreneurs, founders, and the professionals who guide them as they prepare their businesses for eventual transition. It will be a deep dive into the strategies and tactics that have been executed across thousands of successful transitions and highlight what went right and what went wrong. For show notes and a replay of this episode, please visit advisors.ubs.com slash Quarrel. Lance and Reed are advisors on Quarrel Investment Partners, a nationally recognized private wealth management team based in the New York City headquarters of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. They are certified financial planning professionals and certified exit planning analysts who focus on helping entrepreneurs prepare for and optimize the sale of their business. The topics and strategies discussed here are meant to be general in nature and not recommendations specific to any individual. All right. Hello, listeners. Uh, thanks for joining today's episode. Thanks, Reed. And so uh, today we have James Jack, who's the executive director and head of business uh, owner client segment at UBS. And uh, just to give a little bit of background uh, about James, um, this role was created in 2018, although James has been with the firm since 2006, where he was with the banking group and helped build out the banking uh, and cash and lending solutions out there. Um, James uh, focuses on the business owner segment, helps advisors at UBS bring the resources uh, of the firm uh, and their outside partners to business owners and help them as they consider uh, whether it's going through a liquidity event, um, transitioning their business. And he really gives us a lot of resources that we can then turn around and provide to business owners and help them make more informed decisions. Um, Just a little bit of of, uh, other background. So he holds a BS in finance and economics from NYU's uh, Stern School of Business. Um, and he's outside of UBS. He's a member of the uh, board of directors uh, and co-treasurer for the Bronx Academy of Letters Foundation, which supports uh, public school um, grammar, public grammar school in the poorest uh, districts in the U.S. So uh, James is a great resource. We've known him for for years, um, and uh, and his background is is amazing. And I would, I would just say a little fun fact about James. He, uh, he's actually on a quest to visit all 50 states. Uh, he has one more to go. He just, he just got back from his, uh, his road trip to, uh, to Alaska. So Hawaii is next on the docket, but, uh, but he's been to you know, 49 states, which is, which is you know, quite impressive. So James, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Lance and, and Reed for having me. And yeah, we're going to, you know, maybe next time we do this podcast uh, on one of the lovely beaches of Hawaii and we celebrate my 50th uh, state. There we go. There I we think go. that's a clear business trip that we'll need to take. Um, <laughs> so, so James, give us a little bit of background specifically on what your group does. I, I touched on it, um, but give me, give us some more detail on, on how you support us and business owners. Well, I, the reason why UBS a few years ago created the business owners client segment, and, and in fact, actually a whole organization called Strategic Client Segments, is because we really felt the need to look at our clients uh, in a different way than just, you know, how much is, you know, do they have with us? 
you know, uh, you know, in under management. And so business owners really are very, very unique people, especially compared to uh, traditional kind of executives who are building wealth over time. Business owners, most of the time, their wealth is locked up in their business, which is, you know, very illiquid until one day it isn't. Right. And and not only is that just a tremendous financial event that has a great impact and ramifications for the business owner and, and their family, but it also has a lot of deeply personal ramifications, self-identity ramifications. Um, and so if I go back, you know, a few years, we were looking at where is where is growth coming from uh, at our firm? Where is wealth being created almost out of nowhere, it's with business owners. And so we needed to do a much better job of bringing UBS to them and making UBS relevant to them. Because like I said, most of the time, business owners, they don't have a lot of wealth. It's typically locked up in their business. So, you know, stocks and bonds, you know, isn't, isn't top of mind. So how can UBS help them? And, and, and even though it may not be top of mind, you know, I, I, I flip it the other way. Our clients are business owners and entrepreneurs. We've been doing this for 150 years in, in, in Switzerland and here in the United States. And if you're going to be wealthy, you know, really entrepreneurism is what drives that. So, it, it, you know, it makes sense from that standpoint. I just don't think us and many of our competitors um, were doing a good job of showcasing why you should be talking to a wealth manager pre exit planning. So that's kind of the baseline of what we did. And, and so now what we've been doing is, thinking of ways to help our financial advisors connect with business owners uh, and the, and the people that support them. It's a big team sport, Lance, as you know. Um, And so it's content, it's thought leadership, it's events, it's helping them through the pandemic, all of that's fun stuff uh, that we, we look back on. That's why we built a business. Thanks James. And um, going back to thought leadership, um, can you give me a little preview of uh, the e-magazine that you're working on? Um, I've heard a little bit about it, and it, it seems like it's something that is really going to be useful for business owners. Absolutely, and thank, thank you for asking. I, we're excited. Um, it should come out in, in uh, October sometime. Um, it's going to be our third e-magazine. We, we started our first one in 2020, and we cover kind of a range of topics. And you know, like any magazine, it's a bunch of different articles, right? Um, and so we wanted to bring the thought leadership of our chief investment office. Um, We wanted to bring the thought leadership of my organization and uh, our workplace wealth solutions group in in this particular issue. But we also wanted to bring the insights and ideas from entrepreneurs who are living the day to day. So this magazine has a a multitude of articles. um, And, you know, previous years we talked about, you know, life post pandemic. And then last year we talked about why we think sustainability is going to be critical for business owners who are looking for uh, investors in a few years that, you know, driving that. This year is all about the many challenges that our business owners are facing from supply chains to rising rates and inflation um, to crisis resilience. You know, there's a lot of things coming at business owners um, and, you know, a looming recession probably being the one that's going on right now. And, And certainly Lance and Reed, you know, market volatility. Um, so, you know, there's a lot coming at business owners. And so we wanted to take some of those ideas uh, and concepts and give, give, you know, actionable ideas to business owners on, you know, how others are, 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 are facing them and how they're working through them. 
Thanks, James. And, and I would just say we're, we're certainly, you know, kind of selfishly appreciative of the content you guys have been putting out. It's, it's fantastic. It's been super helpful for us and, and for our clients. Um, just can, can you just tell me a little bit about the construct of, uh, of your group? I know clearly it's been a focus of the firm to grow uh, the business owners uh, segment. Uh, it's also been a, a, a big focus of our team. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of how we work with our clients directly, but, but just, just kind of give me a breakdown of, you know, how many people, uh, what are kind of the, the different roles within your group specifically? Well, at, at UBS, uh, you know, we are the king of lean teams. <laughs> um, and so uh, it is a small team that punches well above its weight, uh, in my opinion. Of course, I'm not even remotely objective. But so I've got a small group of folks. Um, great news is we're expanding and we're actually we're hiring someone out west, which we're super excited about um, because we need to be where our clients are and where our financial advisors are. And, you know, just in the in the post-pandemic life, if we can avoid some some long travel, if we can do things more virtually, that's great. But if we can be in person, even better. So it's a small team, um, and you know we effectively focus on resources and thought leadership, like we've talked about, uh, and developing that content and working with other parts of UBS to develop content for business owners. Um, but then also, it's we do a lot with uh, our advisors. Uh, individually. So, you know, just a lot of consultation on, on what's going on and, and how to connect better with, with business owners and the other advisors uh, in the ecosystem that work with them. Uh, and then the last part is we work a lot, you know, directly, I think, as you guys know, with advisors, with clients, you know, I'll often get is, hey, James, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, potentially exiting, but I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And I haven't really thought about it. This comes from a client. So, you know, a lot of times it's very much Socratic method, Reed. It's Mm -hmm. just like, well, you know, what are your goals? What's your thinking? Um, And really helping them think through it because, you know, it's not like there's a, you know, here's your investment plan Mm -hmm. or anything like that. That might come up as one of the solutions later on, but it's really about just tell us a little bit about what we can do. And, and, you know, you guys know better than most is a lot of things we UBS don't necessarily provide, but it's because we build ourselves around a long-term lasting relationship. It's the connections. Mm -hmm. It's the, you know, I know the guy, I I got a guy, I got a guy who knows a guy kind of a thing or, or gal. Um, So I think that happens a lot in terms of our, our discussions with clients and helping them think through not only the resources of UBS, but, you know, also helping them, you know, get through some of their, I'm going to use a big word, their consternation about a potential event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it, you know, it's, it's a big deal. So a lot of times it's just talking through playing a little bit of armchair psychologist. So, and, and James, um, you know, we talked, you, you talked about um, sort of working with the resources of the firm. What are, what are some of the specific areas of the firm, um, you know, that you work with and uh, what areas can you talk about that help support business owners during these transitions? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna curve a little bit first before I get to your exact answer, and, and I'll build on what I was just kind of talking about, kind of armchair psychologist. Um, I'm a big believer for business owners. Three things, you know, come from a business typically, generally. It's it's their time. You know, how do they fill up their day, their week? Um, it's their social lives, not only for themselves, but their spouse, their children, 
you know, their social identity is built around the fact that, you know, they're Mr. and Mrs. Business owner. And, and, you know, a lot of times they begin having concerns about, you know, will those relationships last or continue if I exit my business? Uh, and then the third one is it's, it, I hope it's, it's your purpose. It's why you get out of bed. And so knowing those three things, I think UBS is trying to bring resources to help with that. We can't solve all of those things. Um, and there are, of course, many other things that come up too, family and, and philanthropy and, and other things. But the purpose side, particularly, you get onto the kind of the philanthropic idea, or maybe there's a new business venture or a child's business venture. Um, on the, the time and social life, it's what am I going to do with myself in retirement? Am I going to go to the beach every day and play golf or you know, will I get tired of that? Probably in reality. So, you know, you get into financial planning, actually, you integrate that. So we take those concepts and deliver, you know, what I call delivering the firm. So it's the things that you guys do every day, Lance and Reed, but then it's also, okay, how can we help maximize the net proceeds of a potential sale? And, and, you know, and Lance, this is your old life, right? It's pre-sale planning, estate, advanced planning. It's all of that, which, you know, of course, talks about those three things I just mentioned, but you want to hopefully mitigate some of your tax burden so that you can do much more for the people and right. causes you care about. And that's a, a big part of it. Absolutely. And then the other part is hopefully we can maximize the value of this business. If someone comes to you and says, hey, you know, Reed, I love your business. Here's $10 million. And you say, absolutely, let's do it right now. You know, you really haven't given yourself the, you know, the option and credit to find other bidders, right? And so what we try to do is if it's a great business, we can hopefully connect to our investment bank or we have a network of boutique investment banks to help create what we call competitive tension. So bring multiple bidders to the table and that can hopefully drive more value. Value may mean more money, could mean more, more money up front less, you know, in stock or, or in earnouts, it could mean keeping my employees employed, right? A lot of people really care about that. Uh, or, you know, maybe it's a multi-generation family business. So, you know, maybe my, my son or daughter, maybe they'll continue in the business as a minority partner or, you know, the name of the store or the company will, 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 will survive a bit. So value means a lot. So we try to bring those resources with the planning, and then all of the other benefits of UBS, family and philanthropy advisory, portfolio solutions, lending, banking, uh, trust, insurance, everything like that. It all kind of forms one big um, ecosystem for business owners. I think that's, that's, that's great. And, um, and I think to, to your point, I mean, every, every client situation, you, you guys do so much and, and your offering is so broad and, um, and every client situation is, is so unique. So it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a similar situation, but people have very different objectives and goals as, as we all know. And uh, I think you guys just do a really good job of, of laying out the menu and, um, and helping us address these issues with our clients. So, so I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Reed. Um, so ju just in terms of expectation on, on content, you know, going forward, what, what, what do you guys have in the pipeline? Uh, you know, any specific, you know, new mediums that you're, that you're focusing on? Um, what type of content are, are you guys kind of, kind of pushing out these days or planning on pushing out these days? Well, I, I think some of it goes back to that, the magazine I just mentioned uh, before, you know, that that's coming out and we're trying to deliver ideas there about what is relevant to business owners right now. In the past, we did a lot read on, you know, 
how to engage an investment banger, how to talk about planning. And I think that was because we didn't have that content. We're now, we're now past that, which is good. And so we're really diving deeper, I think, and connecting with our chief investment office. We're, check, we're connecting with the, the really, really smart people who are economists, who are looking at markets, who are looking at what's happening in the public markets, and what can we learn from that for private markets. So that's kind of where I think, you know, ideas are going. I think the other thing is um, we're super excited to be getting back in front of people. So we've taken a bit of a break over the last, you know, let's say two and a half years uh, in terms of being front and center in person with clients. And I think we're now at a point where people are ready to be back with each other. They're ready to share so here's another thing is like we would do a client event and business owners would come and they'd all take in the information, mm-hmm. but they'd be like, oh, you know, kind of to themselves. I don't want anyone knowing I might be thinking about exiting, which is kind of funny because every business owner will exit their business. Uh, at one point, you're either going to sell it or give it to someone or you're going to die. Um, so everyone knows you're thinking about exiting. And it's even funnier when it's like, you know, an 80 year old. It's like, of course right. you're thinking about right. it. Um, so now people I'm, I think are excited to network and talk and talk about what they've been going through. So that's kind of, I think where, where I think things will go over the next, let's say, a uh, few weeks of fall, probably take a little break once we kind of know what, where the election goes and, what, and then what does that mean for business owners in 2023? You know, is private equity going to get back out there and start making uh, bids again on businesses um, uh, or, or are there going to be a pause um, on that? You know, we haven't seen a, a tremendous slowdown in M&A activity, um, so we're still quite, quite hopeful about where things are going, but you know, we'll see where, where the markets take us. Thanks, James. And um, you mentioned a little bit about the in- investment bank boutique that UBS has, mm-hmm. who uh, Reed and I have worked with on a number of cases, and, and we've been impressed with who's in that, uh, the, that list of, of outside uh, companies. What other outside companies or outside partners um, does the firm work with in the business segment world? Well, the, the boutique network is is a good one uh, because it's uh, 20 or so different investment banks that cover different sizes of businesses, different types of businesses and in, you know, industry verticals. Uh, maybe some are specialized in ESOPs or employee stock ownership plans, which is another vehicle of an exit that, that UBS is very strong in. Um, so there's those kinds of banks. And then outside of the investment banks, you know, there's, you know, we have an open architecture um, process for many of our partners on insurance companies and trust companies, things like that. But more specifically on business owners, I think what we've been doing is we've been trying to say, you know, we can't be all things, nor do we want to be. Um, And there's going to be people who do it a lot better than us, particularly in areas like business valuations or management consulting, um, marketing specialists. You know, a lot of businesses are really strong right now, but maybe if they can just do a little bit more in terms of their revenue or in terms of their profitability, that can create a much better outcome for a business sale. Or maybe it's business is really strong monetarily wise, but is entirely reliant on the business owner. And so, you know, you can't have an exit if you know, if the owner itself is, is, is everything. So you, you need to take some time to create a, a business that 
you know, can be transferred. So there are specialists who focus on that, not necessarily UBS. And so we've been building a network of really trusted individuals who are very smart in that area. So that's kind of where we've been, you know, been moving towards in, the, in terms of that. How can we help business owners, not only in the here and now about once they're ready to have an exit in terms of do some planning and engage an investment bank, but maybe it's three, five, 10 years in advance, you know, starting on that journey so that people can have a very intentional plan, which we hope can create. And so for outcome. us, it's, uh, you said, uh, you know, I know a guy who knows a guy. If, if Reed and I don't know a guy, then you're the guy that knows the guy essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, Absolutely. I, I think that's incredibly value. I, I would just say, you know, sort of, sort of anecdotally, you know, sitting down with, with business owners who are potentially selling their business or at least kicking the tires around, a lot of them just don't know where to go. Uh, for certain things. Mm-hmm. So I think having that network of, uh, of professionals and experts, uh, whether it's business valuation or whatever it may be, is, um, is incredibly, incredibly valuable. Um, yeah. And Reed, I think, I think a lot of business owners, you know, intuitively know that it's not going to be easy and, and, you know, they have to kind of get things together. But, you know, on the other hand is, you know, after a pandemic, especially, you really don't want to be thinking about kind of estate planning. Right. That's not, you know, the, the number one thing you want to be doing cartwheels over. And two is like, well, you know, it's a, it's a whole rigmarole. It's a maze. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's so you almost, when you get into that in front of you, you kind of shut down and, and, and don't want to go anywhere. So I think that's where, you know, particularly what you, the two of you guys do, right. And, and many other, uh, other financial advisors is, well, you know, we're here for the long term. Let's let's help you out. Let's figure it out. Um, and so that's that's really the benefit that you guys bring. And what I'm supposed to do is support you guys on in that endeavor. Yep. Yep. Um, one 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 thing. So so Lance and I obviously we're, so we're both SIPAs, uh, certified exit planning uh, advisors, and we we went through that program with the Exit Planning Institute. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about how you and your team interact with the Exit Planning Institute? Absolutely. So um, Exit Planning Institute, or EPI, which I'll use that acronym, um, they they have been building a certification called SEPA, or Certified Exit Planning Advisor, for the last mm, decade, decade and a half or so. Um, but a few years ago, UBS recognized that there's a great designation out there that teaches our advisors all of the different things that matter from, you know, wealth management, of course, which is our great expertise, but, uh, you know, accounting and tax and investment banking and marketing and family and philanthropy, all of these things come together. And, you know, it's kind of a mile wide and maybe two or three inches deep. So you're learning enough to be dangerous on all that and learning about the ecosystem of it. So that's what they've been doing. And, and we connected with them and said, you know what, our advisors need to do this. If we're going to, if we're going to showcase our leadership in helping business owners, we, you know, we need to really get involved. And so we were the, uh, you know, the leader in terms of the street on recognizing this designation and finding advisors to, to go through it. So Lance and Reed, you guys were, you know, certainly early adopters on it and learning a bit of the, the language and the concept. So we do a lot in terms of the training, the education, um, but then also we're all working together on how can we make this ecosystem better, stronger? How can we engage with each other? How can we help our clients 
think through this process, this, this you know, huge process with self-identity identity ramifications known as a business transition. So really that's our, our connection with them. And um, it's been nice to see that you know, over time, EPI has really quite grown quite a bit. Um, and you know, I think there's a few thousand um, SEPAs now uh, across the country. UBS is the, the largest in terms of number of members. So um, we're really proud Thanks, of that. Thanks, James. And it, I think Reed and I, after the training, um, adding that to our certified financial planner, uh, you know, designations, it really gave a different view, right? And sort of on the, on the business side, mm-hmm. and I, I found it very additive, um, you know, and, and we're always trying to learn. And one thing that you've done recently is uh, you, UBS became the presenting sponsor uh, for the book Exit Right. And uh, which is a great book, by the way, you know, business owners should absolutely read it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that position and uh, what you're doing with the authors of Exit Right and how you're utilizing that? Well, how I got uh, the ability to be the sponsor there is, is, is purely networking and, and relationships. I mean, that's, that's everyday life. Um, so I won't, you know, I, I'll spoil it in that sense. Um, but um, basically, I got connected to um, the two authors, Mark Ackler and Mert Isseri. Um, and they said, you know, we're, we're writing this book. Um, and we've heard through the grapevine of what UBS has been doing with business owners and, and we're looking for a partner to help us get the word out. And, you know, we got connected with you. So I read, I read the, uh, the book and, and I was like, this is great because it showcased a lot of things that we do, but it wasn't from a wealth management perspective. It was from a, a, it was from a venture capitalist perspective and a, and a gentleman who sold his business recently, actually he exited his business in 2020. And you know what were his lessons and what were their lessons? And so it was a slightly different perspective, but there's a lot of overlap. And so that was great uh, from that standpoint. And so we align nicely, one. Two is we're always looking for great ideas and thought leadership and and we want to make sure that we're you know not in a in an echo chamber with ourselves so that that was good um and the third part is we focus a lot lance and and you guys know this on privately held businesses that are generally going to sell to a strategic buyer or to um a private equity buyer or maybe family and so this book focused more on venture backed companies. Um, so, you know, it gave us some great insights, I think, to help those types of companies, which of course we work with many of them as well. And, and you know, it's a Venn diagram. There's a lot of overlap between the two types of business owners. So it gave us new content there in terms of why we, you know, of, of why we did it. And, you know, it's been a really great journey since we, we, we've worked with them. It, it launched in February of 2022 was the number one book in small business on Amazon, which is exciting. We've done some events with, with the authors. We've worked with um, different advisors on taking the book and getting it to clients and giving some, you know, kind of a cliff notes version of it. But the book reads really, really simply. And it's, you know, it's all about, you know, who are the types of people who you want to partner with in terms of when you go through a sale? What's a good fit? What's a good alignment? Um, and you know, what's a, on a term sheet? What you know, what are some of the things that go through that? What do you need to look out for? How do you think about your employees in a term sheet chain, uh, sale? So we covered a lot of those great topics. So I think that was really, really great. If you take that and you couple that with what 
you know, what you both do, right? Which is the wealth planning and the legacy planning and the philanthropic planning and, and all of those things. Um, you know, I think you really have a great, a great, great uh, offering in terms of helping business owners think through, you know, this event. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I think one, one of the, um, one of the interesting uh, things that you guys have been doing lately, or I think it's a recent launch, or at least I've, I've recently found out about it, was the fourth floor uh, initiative. Mm. Can, can you just, just, just spend a couple minutes telling us about the fourth floor initiative and, and uh, what the objective is there? Yeah. Um, so in the last mm, two years or so, I'd say I've been getting a lot of questions from business owners who are saying, you know what, I need to improve my board of directors. Um, Cause my board of directors right now is kind of like me and my wife and my kid and, you know, right. my best friend. And so it's not really a board of directors and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, as businesses have grown, particularly as you get into enterprise values in, in the several hundred million, um, you know, it's important to have a strong board of directors. So we've been getting a lot of questions about that. And so I was trying to say, how can we find a partner who's got expertise in that? And we found the fourth floor. The fourth floor is an organization that is about getting women on for-profit boards. It's kind of like a LinkedIn, a social network, a connectivity where companies can go and say, I'm looking for a great board member. Can you help me find someone? And they kind of connect you with, uh, uh, you know, a great woman who's trying to get a for-profit board seat. And, and so effectively, the fourth floor is not only trying to help business owners, but also trying to help further women into boards of directors, which, you know, should help, you know, a whole multitude of, of issues for both, you know, society, but also, you know, women and, and, and the businesses themselves being more diverse and thoughtful. So that's kind of what the fourth floor is doing and how we got connected with them. We also have a, a great women segment here, which you guys know. And so we partnered with my, uh, with Carrie Shuffman, who runs the women's segment on this relationship with the fourth floor um, to get more women uh, on, on boards of directors. Part one, part two is the other part of the, the program is many minority business owners have tremendous difficulty of attracting venture capital, particularly, you know, it's even worse than women, which is like a 2%. So it's like below 1% of venture capital money. So the idea is if they can have a strong board of great thinkers, that should help get them into a place that once they go in front of an investor, you know, they're, they're kind of right out the gate in a, in a stronger position. Cause again, relationships make a big difference here. So the other part of the fourth floor is we gave, um, 50 fellowships to um, people of color, uh, men and women, uh, entrepreneurs to access the fourth floor's membership um, for free for a year. So it's, it's, a, it's a community service, but it's also in general, regardless of gender or, or race uh, or other diversity uh, elements, um, business owners are clamoring for how can I get a better board of directors and we want to be able to provide help to them. So, you know, that's not our area of expertise. We're going to go to the people who know and learn from them to partner with them and, and feature it. Great. Cool. Thanks, James. And that's, that's really, really interesting. Um, and it, it sounds like a great endeavor. Um, I guess the last question that Reed and I would, would ask is um, what are you guys working on now and what do you think lies ahead for your team? So you gave us a little preview of the e-magazine. Uh, what, other, what other great things are coming out of your uh, small but powerful group uh, within the firm? 
Well, I think outside of content, um, which, you know, that's kind of what we do, um, but it, it, it's going to be, there's going to be a change right now as we go into the, whatever the next phase is for business owners. I think, you know, if you were, if you were a business owner and you were exiting right before the pandemic, you kind of got out at a, at a, at a really strong part, then you, you, then you had, if you didn't do that, then you had to deal with the pandemic. Then in 2021, some people had great businesses. They made it through it. And now they were able to showcase, I made it through a pandemic, you know, right? And so that's worth something. And there was a ton of activity last year. That activity is slowing down. Um, it's still very strong. It's still, you know, M&A activity is still at like 2019 levels, which was a record that year, right? Um, but you know, what will happen next year? Will, you know, will it maintain? Will it come down? Will it will increase? I'm hopeful it will increase because private equity is raising funds at, at, at record levels. They have, you know, a tremendous amount of what we call dry powder, uh, which is, you know, money they've raised that haven't deployed yet. They need to deploy that money. Um, if they don't, then they have to give it back to investors. And I have yet to meet a private equity person who wants to be paid less. Uh, so uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Not you guys yet. have. I haven't. So they're they're going to find companies to buy. They're going to find strong companies, and they're going to find them in places that maybe normally wouldn't. Which, by the way, is great for women entrepreneurs and 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 entrepreneurs of color because you know they may not have had the traditional light shined upon them. So I think there's going to be still a great opportunity for strong businesses to showcase what they've been able to do and how, and how they've been able to overcome the challenges over the last few years, supply chain, pandemic, inflation, rising rates. But business owners are going to need to do a little bit of reset. So we're going to focus a lot on that and helping them think through um, putting themselves in the best position to exit from a transaction size. Plus of course, you know, the, the, personal side of things that we were talking about at the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, the last part, and, and Lance, you know, probably best on this call, there's a looming deadline for a state tax gift and a state tax exemption, uh, which is right now, if there's no um, uh, congressional uh, action, is at the end of 2025. So we're going to have a, a, a crazy hangover on January 1st, 2026, where, you know, a $12 million or so gift and estate tax exemption gets cut, you know, approximately in half um, based on whatever the inflation is at the time. Um, so there's a lot of planning to be done and trust and estate attorneys are going to be very, very busy. And so we need to make sure that our business owner clients are acting through that, thinking through that. And they're thinking through that in a way that they're intentional and they're not rushed. Right. So, you know, if you don't, if you wait until June 2025 to start doing your estate planning. Well, good luck because, you know, you and everybody else. So, so, uh, you know, that's, I think those are the things that we're going to be working on with our advisors and with our clients. Great. Thank, thank Great. you, James. Um, I, I just want to say thank you for your time today. Uh, you know, I think you're an amazing resource, not just for us, but for the business owner clients that we work with and, um, you know, Rena and I come across quite a bit. That's a large part of our, of our business and, and the people that we can help. So thank you for your time today uh, and walking us through some of these questions. Well, thank you for having me. And, and more importantly, thank you for what you and Reed and your team do for all of our clients, not just our business owner clients. Um, but I, you know, we really appreciate it. All right. Thank